What's going on, guys? It's Nick, Nick Drummer 20. This is Aiden, aka Dama Doozy. We got Nick Fish here, aka Moshika Media. And you guys are listening to Jordi Kanama Radio. Guys, I'm super excited to um, to be having this podcast. As always, it's been a minute since we've had the last episode. Um, the world is changing, as always. So, and uh, I kind of want to just get right into it. We have the honor of having on Darlene, also known as Dear Dar. Um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm really, really happy to be here. This is exciting. Yeah, and you said you haven't done a lot of podcasts before. She just told us before we started that this is like one of her first intros to Zoom. We use Zoom to to have these calls. But yeah, so super excited to have you. Um, we have a bunch of questions. We haven't. We've only met a few times. I know Aiden and Nick haven't had the pleasure before. Um, I just have traveled more, and that's all. And I know you do too. So yeah. And if anyone is listening and they don't know who Darlene is, you have probably seen the viral clip of her jumping in a pool after hitting a whirlwind, right? So I'm sure we'll talk about that at some point. But that is Darlene. That is who we're talking to. For all you audio listeners, just imagine that person sitting on Zoom <laughs> smiling with us in the same way she was in that clip. So glad to have you, Darlene. Thank you. I'm so super happy to be here. Um, so conveniently, I live in Florida, so there's a lot of pools everywhere. So I've had multiple clips where I jump in pools because it's just the best thing to do. It's the best, <laughs> the best celebration, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. One We did a, a summer challenge one year, and basically that's a thing where um, on Instagram, I'll post like 10 things you have to do. They're not necessarily tricks, but 10 things with the Konami you have to do. And you get points for it. And at the end of the month, whoever has the most points wins. And one of them was uh, jump in a pool after you lace. And it was okay. definitely inspired by that video you make. Because it's like, that just seems like she's having so much fun. So yeah. had to throw that in there. Yeah. Um, so yeah, you're inspiring. <laughs> you. Yeah, I mean, it cools your temperature down. And it's just the best feeling ever. And you just jump in the blue water after you just lace. <laughs> yeah, especially for us, you know, in Florida and in Georgia and all the Southeast, we need to definitely cool down after playing Dama if we're playing outside, yeah. unless it's like the middle of winter. And even like, then in Florida, you still kind of have to. Isn't it makes everything 30 times hotter. That so. too. Yeah. <laughs> so Darlene, I, I, I want to take a step back and, and kind of find out when did you get into Kendama? Um, why did you get into Kendama? Um, and maybe tell us like some of the other hobbies that you're into um, because I know that there are a few that you usually post about and I want to kind of put a, a spotlight on that too. So, so start with it. How'd you get into Kendama? So the first Kendama that I ever held in my hands was in a store. I used to be, I don't know, it, it closed down. It wasn't in every place. It might've been sports authority. It was a sporting goods store. They all mm -hmm. closed down. Um, but Rip. super sad. I worked <laughs> three years and then they're like they told us within two weeks like oh we're shutting down and I was like what? so I was a manager there and during uh -huh. Christmas time they have toys and just random toys so uh that was sitting there and I was like what is this thing and I look at it and then I just googled it and then I saw there's tricks on it and mm -hmm. I just the, the first person I saw was Haley Bishop actually oh like, yeah so I was like this is so cool and yeah, yeah that's why I, I kind of fangirl over Haley Bishop a little bit because she was like the person that I saw and then I don't know it just has grown into this which is 
crazy. Do you remember what that Dama was that Sports Authority had? It was a lime green. Uh, I don't remember the, the, it was like really cheap company that is not probably even existing anymore, but yeah, it, it was pretty bad one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, it was the Dama that got you into Dama. So Actually, couldn't, it me at least cups. it wasn't terrible. Yeah. Yeah. It got me into cups and then, yeah. Yeah. And thankfully on the internet, everyone suggests they're like, you need to get a better kendama. Like, there's a lot of videos where people are like, "Don't do this kendama. Do that. Like, don't get that crackle one on eBay." Yeah. Get, you know, go for the good one because <laughs> it is true. Like, you're gonna play better if you have a better kendama. Yeah, that's what I. So I, I teach kids kendama, and one thing I end up telling some parents, um, you know, they ask me like, "Why would I get X or Y or Z kendama? Whether it's sweets or kendama you say or soul or whoever, when I could just get them the, like there's the eight dollar <laughs> literally the crackle kendamas on um on Amazon or whatever. And I'm like, I've seen a lot of people get frustrated with Kendama just because their Kendama will do things that's not supposed to happen. So go with the Kendama. So yeah, that definitely makes sense. Uh, what, what year was it? Like how long have you been playing? I guess, basically. That was in 2017. So oh, okay. I've been playing for three years. Yeah. 17, 18, 19, 20. Yeah. Three years. That's awesome. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So then, so you found Kendama, you started looking at some videos, you have found Haley, she inspired you. And did it like kind of snowball from there? You got really deep into the community or? Yes. So the first Kanama event I actually went to was the all girls event in Portland that Haley was. Oh, so that was like super special to me too. And my favorite person, well, not me, I have a lot of favorite people in Kanama. One of them is Dom or is Dom Emmy. Emmy. When I met her and I saw her playing, in person was just like whoa like this this that's when the next level went to me like I I knew Haley was good but when I saw Emmy like landing these crazy things in front of me I mean everybody landing things but she was also another person where I was like whoa and it's just cool to see females playing kendama but it's cool to see males as well but as a female it's really inspiring and I think it's an awesome way to start to see all these girls it's like I can I can do that someday if I put the time into it so that yeah. was really inspiring. So that's where it uh, like snowballed into effect is I kept going to different events and I just wanted to learn more and connect with more people. And it's really life-changing when you know people all around the world with the same oh, interest. Yeah. It's also yeah. a great intro to it. I mean, you got to meet some really, really good people right off the bat. Yeah. Especially that's a great event. huge girls in the community. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I feel very fortunate and I support anybody, man or female, that they should all go to events. I mean, it oh, it really is life changing, and that's where you really, I think, grow as a kendama player and grow as a person into the person that you really should be. Because mm-hmm. I think kendama shows you everyone in kendama is different. Everyone looks different, different shapes, different sizes, different backgrounds. But when we play, we understand how long it took to get that triple roll and juggle double spike. You know, like <laughs> so we just understand that patience and time, and we appreciate a skill. So. What event was it? There's that clip that went around after Dave passed and it's such a great clip where you're sitting on the curb next to Dave. What event was that where you got to hang out with Dave? Um, And so amazing that in the three years you have played, which is just about as long as Aiden and I, um, that you got to meet Dave, which is awesome. So yeah, what event was that? Um, That, that was a, so that was at Lighten Up. It was a jam in Orlando and it, I don't remember if it had a name. It wasn't Spring Break Showdown, but it, it was a Florida event. It was and at Lighten Up. Mm-hmm. And 
I, I remember that. I think about that day a lot in, in my daily, my day-to-day life. Dave was a really great person. I'm sorry if I'm like teared up. But I just, I honestly, I haven't talked to any Kendama players about Dave because I haven't been to any events since this happened. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's like, it's crazy that to talk to somebody who actually like knows who he is, you know, because in real life you explain to people, yeah, I lost somebody that I, I, I knew from across the world and we both share this passion, but I think actual Kendama players like know who he is and understand how much soul he put into this sport and how great of a person he was and how great at Kendama he was. He was the flow master. I, yeah, he was one of the very first people that I met too. He was at the all girls event and he was the first person that like wanted to record and recorded me while I was doing like, um, it was the first one I did the, um, I can't think of it right now because I was like, the stunt plane, stunt plane. Um, So that was the first stunt plane I'd ever done on. If you look back, there's a YouTube video on the girls event. And Dave was like, yeah, just do a stunt plane. I was like, I don't know what that is. And he's like, oh, just do this. And then I did it within like three minutes. But the fact three minutes is a kind of a long time when someone's filming you and you're like, oh, someone's filming me. This is weird. But he stood there the whole time and did it until I did it. So it's just another form of patience that you see in people that. Yeah, really he his energy was always really big, and that was that's one thing, especially right after he passed, that we made sure to um, make a tribute to him because I have met him a few times in person. Um, he had come to Georgia. I mean, obviously, because Konami USA is here, we had the fortune of him, you know, being have a connection here. He, I mean, he used to you work there actually. Um, so he, he yeah, he was absolutely always like high energy, always really one of the one of those people that really wanted other people to get into Konami. Um, not just because he thought more people should be into Kanama, but because of the energy that it brings to each person. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, that's spot on. And that's awesome that you got to meet him. Um, like he's, yeah, he's one of the greatest people I think that were able to get anybody excited into Kanama, which is so important for any sponsored pro, whatever player is you should really want to get people into Kanama. And that's, that was hundred percent him energy and energy and happiness so mm-hmm. that's a, that's a really awesome event that you got to be part of so the so you you'd want you've gone to that portland girls jam or not jam the all can all girls kendama open and then there was that was it after then when florida kind of started to pop up with more um like events yeah so after light uh, up the first event that really happened that um, was uh, the first Florida event that I know of from Kendama and that a lot of people in the Kendama community know of in the Florida community. I, there was no name for it, but we met at Lake Eola Park mm-hmm. of Orlando. And oh, in Orlando, okay. It was, it was Miguel uh, and Ryan and me. Those, those were like, the, there, I have a picture of all three of us and those are like, the OG people that have been to like the very first event here when there was like, it was a mix of yo-yo people and juggling people. People. It was just a few people who knew what Kendama was, but most Mm -hmm. of them were like flower, flow artists. Mm -hmm. So it was just cool to have. And that was the first time I saw somebody do the double yo-yo thing. I was like, well, you can do that with a yo-yo, but anyways. um, Yeah. So that, that was from the very beginning that that was like, that was in 2017 too. When that um, so it's yeah. been a while that we've been having jams, uh, but they've just been organized by different people. It's just been really cool. But 
I'm, I'm hoping to, uh, I'm actually starting, I don't know if this goes into what you guys want to talk about, but, um, so my jam that I just had previously, I'm starting to make it a monthly thing where it's once a month. Um, cause I really want us to feel connected because it's mm-hmm. a, a weird time where, I mean, this is really cool, but it, it's cool to like play with people in person. And everyone told me that at the event, like th- this is magical. This is incredible. Like we're so grateful for you doing this. And that's, that's what it, everything meant to me. I just, Oh, it was so great. So that's my goal. That's what I'm doing is on the 19th is the next um, jam, but once a month, the third Saturday of the month, mm-hmm. we're making it happen. We're doing it. So up, so you kind of mentioned them just a moment ago. So up until now, it's kind of been random who hosts jams. I, I assume sometimes Ryan does. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously you have some, and then I assume um, Florida United Central Kanama, whoever. Yeah. I guess runs that yeah, more or less. Yeah, so yeah, then there used to be those kind of jams. I've been to different style jams here where it's kind of been a group of people gathering together just to play Kandama and it's whatever you name it kind of. So um, I went to Moon Mountain and um, that was a vape lounge where I think that the Florida United Central Kandama uh, gathered, I would say, for the weekly jams. Um, mm-hmm. And that's how that started. That was um, after... Ryan hosting, he's hosted events um, such as Dama to the Death, uh, Honed Media, Ryan. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's just been d- different people here and there. So been fortunate to have the Kandama community uh, grow as much as it has in Florida. Because when I first started, there was, I, I knew two people who played Kandama and that was it. So we've just grown it exponentially and people travel from different parts of Florida and Florida is a weird shape. It's big. Yeah. It's really yeah. long. So, so it's yeah. hard to get from one side to the other without yeah. driving more than or less than like three hours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But we do it, you know, cause we're dedicated and it's, it's what matters to us. Yeah. It's interesting that, and we'll get, definitely, I definitely want to get into like the CDC jam and everything, but it's interesting how the Florida scene is perceived at least to me that like, it seems to somewhat somewhat like um what's the word not unregulated that's not the right word but discontinuous it seems like there's a bunch of smaller groups which is awesome kind of without throughout i would say at least i see most things like from orlando down or you know maybe an hour north of orlando down um not i guess not as far as the keys orlando tampa and miami that's where yeah yeah that exactly yeah clear water even i've seen a few things happen there yeah clear water yeah yeah Yeah, i know when troy was down in miami there was quite there was quite a few little events down there too which is really cool miami's cool yeah so it's it's interesting and i guess in a justification a a juxtaposition to us because pretty much everything that happens in georgia kind of goes through us or we know about it ahead of time and we kind of co-brand it or um, this because there's pretty much nothing that happens between uh, South Atlanta and the Florida Georgia line. Mm-hmm. Pretty much nothing. I don't think I've even heard of anything happening down there. So it's 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 very interesting the juxtaposition because of the state and yeah. um, it's it's really awesome that in the past three years you've gotten so far into it that you are one of like what I see is the leaders of of the scene there, you know, trying to get people together and, and have fun with it. And like, it, it definitely is that community thing. I, I super, I, I super understand. That's not a word. That's not how you say that, but I really understand how you feel with like the community aspect of it, because 
I think the community part of Kendama is what gets is is the real draw to a lot of people. The heart. Um, it's not just it's like the, the ability to have fun with it. It's the ability to have fun with other people, right? Yeah, and you know what's even cooler is the ability to have fun with other people in other places that you're not familiar with because it makes you feel so safe. Every event I've mm. ever been to, I've felt so safe. Like I've been to Vancouver, Portland, California, and all of them. I never second questioned myself. Like I just knew that these people actually cared about the sport and that they cared about playing as hard as they can. And that's, that's all that matters. And yeah, absolutely. I, I totally agree with that. I mean, everywhere I've been to, whether it's Minnesota or Georgia or, um, or net Tennessee or wherever, as long as there's Dama people around, it's a good time. <laughs> it's a good time. So for that CDC jam, so like I mentioned, we host pretty much all the jams that happen in Georgia, um, but we haven't had one in a minute. We've been, we had been doing Zoom jams. I actually, we even started paying for like Zoom premium to be able to do them as long as we wanted to. And recently we stopped because we just didn't have enough tendons, which it is what it is. Um, but at the same time as that's happening, I mean, we, you know, we noticed that you did that CDC jam. So I guess I want to ask, especially as, you know, for people that are trying to host events and then aren't, aren't hosting events right now, how, what like thought process did you go through to try and like put this together? The CDC compliant jam, I think was the name of it, right? Yes. Um, so it has always been a dream of mine ever since I've been to my first event to hold my own event. Mm -hmm. uh, to make my own trick list to watch the people just do the tricks that I made up. It's just it was like, I want that. I want to do that. I want the community. I want all of it. And it's, it's been a long time and I've never figured out a perfect spot. I've tried to have them at my house personally before, but it, it's just like just a few people that end up coming. So I think it was nice to have it in a public space where mm -hmm. people could, you know, park comfortably and just go in and um, this was the par perfect opportunity because um, I am very lucky that I am where I work at the place, the facility that I work at was where they were able to open it up. And oh. um, we, uh, we are very strict on the guidelines. So we, every day we just check temperatures and we give out masks. Um, so it, it kind of went hand in hand and that's mm -hmm. how we were, how I was able to do this during this time because um, we took all the safety precautions and yeah. And I, I rented out the whole entire building um, with my personal money and then I bought pizza and uh, got a keg and it was, that was really cool. So I, I really uh, wanted it to be not very expensive for people. So I charged $10 just to pay me back for the pizza, but I just felt like, all of the amenities that I put into it really people people really appreciated like to have food there and to be able to have a uh, beer and stuff so and we had like people at stations like serving stuff so people weren't like you know touching all out of the same pizza box and stuff we had a lot of things going to where it's like super clean because that's how we have to be mm -hmm. now the world's changed and yeah we have to wear masks and gloves as as much as it stinks and I mean people weren't wearing gloves while they were wearing, like playing kendama but I mean, everyone kept their masks on and it was really hard. You know, like people, I could see people are like kind of out of breath a little bit from like playing Kendama with their masks, masks on so hard, but like people did it, you know, you can still do it. And it, that's what matters is if you guys can get together with just masks on, then we're going to get together and just have our masks on, you know? So it, 
I feel so lucky that I was even able to hold that. And it just went so well because people, people just, the reviews that I had at the end of it just made my heart so full. It, mm-hmm. it was awesome. <laughs> what was the, what was the, uh, what was the feedback that you got from it? Um, so I got that it was, oh, sorry, I'm just reminiscing on it. <laughs> um, I, that it, it was CDC compliant, that people felt safe. Um, I had actually someone's parents come. There was a, I don't remember his name, but um, him and his parents came and his parents felt safe enough to drop him off and um, come back to pick them up. So it was really nice. And the people were able to social distance. People felt safe about that. And it really was people were excited to see the other Kendama players in person safely and just play with them, just Dama on and uh, play a game of Ken and learn, learn a few new tricks. And there were two people that never even heard of Kendama that were there and like they were friends of the the friend and they one got a free kendama and uh they did their big cups so and then when we so the final ken battle we were walking and we walked to this beach area and then there was this lady that was like on the sidewalk and the whole entire time there's like you can hear three people teaching this lady like her big cup and then when she got her big cup she was like screaming and this is while the ken battle is going on like in where the the beach thing is and it was just so cool. It just made me feel like I was at home again, like hearing other people teach people how to play Kendama. It's just, it's just awesome. <laughs> I'm sure everybody's happy to just get together. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was, everyone was super happy to get together. That's great. Yeah. So what, um, what made you want to do it at an inside location, I guess, rather than like a park? Because um, I think some CDC guidelines say like, you know, being outside with moving air is, is like a, is a great idea what I guess what was like I know Florida is rainy some was it that or <laughs> yeah actually we had perfect weather that day um I just knew that it was a really nice space that had a lot a lot of amenities to offer and um I just think it it was just very comfortable and I was able to mm-hmm. do it so it, it was just an opportunity that I just completely jumped on and it took a lot of planning my my manager is amazing but he requires like books and books of planning, pre-planning before stuff happens there. And yeah. it's totally understandable, you know, and, and I, it's awesome. It took a lot of work, but like I said, it was, it was way worth it. it was so worth it. Yeah. It seemed like you have a good crowd too. It was like, it looked like 30 ish people, maybe more. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was 27 people. Ooh, and, um, towards, yeah, yeah. Count. And, <laughs> yeah. That was 27 people. And, um, yeah, towards the end, everyone was outside, but, that we still had enough room, everybody to uh, not touch each other. And I, I mean, the building is really huge. Like it used to be a giant arcade bumper car place. And oh wow, yeah. So they they totally transformed it into this beautiful center, which wow. is a it's a wellness center where they do classes, yoga classes, and stuff. So I I just love it. Everything about life is awesome, and the fact that I was able to hold a Kendama event and that I'm continuing to hold this Kendama event. Um, every third Saturday of the month. Uh, yeah, I think it's a blessing and a great opportunity. Nick, did you, did you have a question? Oh, I was just curious, like um, you said, people were following the guidelines really well. One thing I've noticed at the event or events I've been to is that even jams for our, our squad that people kind of do that, leave it better than you found it thing really well in the Kendama community, like respect the space. Um, 
especially because this is your place of work and you're dealing with managers and stuff. It, yeah. it sounds like it went well enough that they're willing to have you and your group back. But was that yeah. something that you worried about even yes. outside of the CDC stuff, people trashing your place of work or anything mm-hmm. like that? Yeah. And everyone was respectful because it is, it is a very nice building where the stuff is very high class in there. So um, it, 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 people can be, if they want to damage something, they could have, you know, but they didn't. And they didn't, they wore their masks the whole time. And when people were eating, like you're separated and you had your mask only on off when you're sitting eating. And then when you got up, of course you put it back on. And Mm -hmm. I mean, even, you know, when people are like, have their like noses out and stuff like it, that didn't happen. Like it, people just, and you know why is because I, I told them in the beginning, I was very adamant and I feel like if you instill and tell them and just make it known, then they'll, they'll know what to do and they'll respect it because that it's just a great opportunity that we're even able to do that right now. Yeah. That's one thing, especially with the mass thing that, uh, you know, as, as an organizer in Georgia that I've been, um, I guess has caused some anxiety because I, we want to have jam soon. Um, the, the count of coronavirus is going down luckily for now. Um, and I, I think we are starting to see things get better. But regardless, I mean, if we're going to have a jam, we need to do it safely, especially because we, you know, we do have kids come and, you know, everyone that comes there should feel safe. I mean, they just deserve that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but one thing that has, I guess, caused a long anxiety for me is like the, is requiring masks. And luckily, I guess for you, it sounds like that wasn't an issue. You said ahead of time. Mm-hmm. You gotta wear a mask. You gotta have it on your full face, um, and that's that's that. And it sounds like people were pretty chill about it. Yeah, and everything I put online too, uh, I, I made sure to say bring your mask. And we supplied masks too. Uh, there was mm-hmm. only one person, actually, the winner of the competition, Troy. <laughs> Would have called you out, Troy. He didn't bring his mask, <laughs> but we provided him a mask, and he wore it the whole time, um, except for outside when he was playing the final ten battle. Um, that was the only time that a mask was taken off. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was fine because we were all in this giant area. Everyone was really spaced out apart. And yeah, like I said, if you yeah, just make it known, yeah. you just tell people in the beginning, hey, this this is what's happening. And um, all these people contributed. You know, I had a lot of great sponsors that gave prizes. And these people got beautiful pajamas. And I was like, this is a great opportunity. And so don't, don't ruin it for us. You know, like we're, we're great. And we can continue to do this if we continue to be great and just follow the rules. Yeah. So I don't, I haven't, I don't know that you've done a Kenzie test or anything like that, but, and I don't know necessarily like what level of Kendama you're at. Um, so how did you go about making the list or you said you did a Ken battle as like the big thing, right? Yeah. So what I had was I had a beginner ladder and then an advanced slash intermediate ladder. It's just two brackets. Mm-hmm. And um, then the the first and second place of the beginner ladder went against each other in a game of 10. And then the first oh. and second place in the uh, advanced ladder went in a game of 10. That's cool. Yeah. yeah. That's an interesting. So you'd speed letters and then ending in a Ken battle. That's. Yeah. 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 Huh. So the, the first and second player, uh, or first and second person, yeah, they went off on a Ken battle, and that's the person that got the official, official Kendamas. Um, yeah. yeah, there's a lot of great Kendamas. Deal with it. Had some beautiful Kendamas and sweets and soul. I love soul Kendamas so much. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, was, it was great. Everyone loved it. 
Yeah, that's super awesome. I, I like the idea too of, um, you know, when you have, when you host an event, you can kind of do what you want, right? Like, yeah, unless, yeah. unless you're doing something specifically that, that you're, tr you're, there's not really any rules in Kendama yet, right? Like there's, you can kind of just make it up as you want. Like there are, I, I say there aren't rules. There are rules, but like, as far as how you want to make a competition work, you can kind of go about it the way you want to. And that's actually the first time I think I've heard of uh, a speed ladder ending in a Ken battle. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's a pretty awesome idea. I, it sounds yeah. like super fun as like an ender. Yeah. So that's, that's nothing. I, that's something I've never seen in a competition either, but uh, I've only ever seen, so when I went to MKO, I actually didn't go to NACO last year, so I haven't officially gone to a NACO, but yeah. <laughs> I saw the ladders, and um, at the girls' event, there was ladders, so I just was used to the ladders, but I went to Van Jam, and Van Jam completely blew my mind of how they uh, organize their events, and mm -hmm. Terrakama is incredible, shout out all those homies in Vancouver. Yeah. Um, so they have just, it's just a bunch of Ken battles. And I feel like it was so cool to watch people's personal styles and just the, go head to head. It just makes it that like energy. Yeah. yeah, let's do this. And so that's why I decided to do that in Ken battle for the first and second winners because, you know, they went the fastest. And the ladders, the way that I decided the ladders was, it was tricks that I could do, honestly. I was like, as a beginner, what was the easiest tricks that I could do? And I picked that. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really know the list off the top of my head right now, but, um, and then the advanced ladder was, uh, stuff that I could do. Like it, <laughs> it wasn't mega hard. It wasn't mega easy. Um, I mean, uh, I know Riley asked me, he's like, can I do a, a swing bird instead of a, or not a swing bird. It was a swing something. It was like a swing instead of a pull up. And I was like, honestly, I can't do swing in that. So you're going to do pull up because it's whatever Darlene can do. <laughs> so Gotcha. Yeah, and that was hard for some people because people aren't used to doing pull-up. Like, they're used to doing sling on some some tricks. So it was kind of fun to watch that. And it actually took them quite a while to finish the ladder. So I was like, yes, it's not too easy. Like, it was, yeah. it was fun. It was fun to watch that. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. Like, it's, it's fun having different styles of uh, competitions within this one organized, you know, event. Because, so we, we have ATLO. Um, that we did it for the first, well, we did it for the first time two years ago, but then we had the real full event, um, the real ATLO, because the first time was called Georgia Kanama Open, technically, and um, it was a small, small thing, but we did, uh, the first day was just Ken Battles, you know, we were in Piedmont Park, which is like the biggest, the most, I, one, probably the most well-known park in Atlanta, um, and right next to like lots of great dining, so afterwards we would go eat and drink and whatever, um, but yeah, the first day with the Ken battle, I didn't really expect it because in my head as the person organizing it, it's like, okay, this is day one. This is just, you know, for everyone that, you know, flew in or drove in early, um, just to hang out and like get to, you know, play some Kendama, but people were super stoked. And I think a lot of people were excited because they got to show their own personality in the Ken battle tricks, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, I, I love sweet specials. So if yeah. I'm playing, if I'm playing like, and I want to win. I want to do some sweet special stuff. And that's, that's kind of like the emo, like the, the extra emotion attached to Ken battles, you know, when it's not an open trick list is it's super fun to see it. And then, you know, it's, it's fun to see open trick winning and yeah. um, ladders too, for yeah. like, especially for the speed part of the ladders, but you yeah. know, it is, is fun. Yeah. And Ken battles, I think are the most 
the, the most way I've ever learned a new trick is like, I see mm. a new trick and I'm like, how'd you do that? And they, they do it so well because they're used to doing it and they can explain it to you pretty well. So that's yeah. honestly how I've, I've learned a lot of my tricks is either tutorials online or watching pen battles and asking people, how'd you do that trick? Yeah, isn't it? That's one thing that I love about Kendama and Kendama players is you can be playing someone, right? Whether it's not for anything or for like, or for something, prizes, right? And you do a trick and they haven't seen it before and they go, and if they ask, how do you do that? The other person won't go, I'm not going to teach you because this is a game I'm trying to win. They're going to go, oh, let me show you how to do it. And they'll probably even give you I know, I know I have, I'll, they'll give you an extra, like a third or a fourth try on top just because you haven't done it before, just because everybody like really enjoys the ability for other people to learn. Right. Yeah. I think it's, I love that about Kanama players. Yeah. Now, that's not everybody. Of course. I'm sure there's, there's always me somebody that's, yeah. that's like, I'm here to win, go home or not, <laughs> but, yeah. um, but yeah, like in general. Every Kanama player in their heart knows though, their first big cup and they remember that feeling and they, and not necessarily everyone wants to go out and teach everyone in the world, but I feel like people, if they're playing a Kendama and then people ask, they, they usually answer, yeah, this is a game of ball and cup. It's a skill toy and give them a little knowledge. They're not usually like, oh no, okay, walk away. You know, they're, they're usually like engaging with the people to let them know what it is. And mm-hmm. even though like you're still, you're hustling on that trick for an hour, like sweating in this humidity. And then someone comes up to you, asks you, what is that? And you're like, I don't want to talk to you. I want to land this. But I Except mean, for that one Ben Harold yeah. video with the yo-yo thing. He's like, is that a super yo-yo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Other than that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> but yeah, because people have that passion. And uh, as a teacher, you ultimately have the best passion in the world because you're sharing what you love. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so with, so one thing I wanted to kind of ask too is with that jam that you're hosting where you get, you got to teach all these people and show people Kanawa and, you know, ha- have this awesome jam, or I guess, I don't know what to call it just a jam. Cause it's like you had a competition Kanama jam because the first yeah. one was a competition Mm-hmm. But no, I know like none, there's been no competition called a jam. I just called it a jam because that was the first thing I Van could jam. Think. Yeah, I know. It's, it's there's, yeah, there's Van jam. And that's where I kind of got the idea with the last to end it with a Ken battle is because my experience at Van jam. Yeah. Uh, but I don't know if I want to like rename the actual like uh, once a month event because I don't want it to people think it's like event because I don't have prizes for that event. The prize is like our presence, you know, each other's presence. So um, yeah. But I'm sure, I mean, people will still show because it's Kanama, Kanama players. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, jams so. are, to me, has always been like more like the, the, the chilled out version. And I mean, people show up to that. So, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think if you call it a jam, it makes sense to be like, this isn't going to be like the, this isn't like an open comp I need to go and like get prizes for. People show up regardless. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. People are just showing up to have fun and jam. So, so I th- and I think we've kind of answered some of the or you kind of answered some of the question I'm going to ask already, but um, given that it looks like for somewhere pro- probably between like the next six to 12 months, we're still going to be dealing with the, this COVID thing. I mean, it's just a, a reality. And I mean, some of it won't ever go away, but just like the flu won't ever go away. But so with the, like the CDC compliant James you started, do you, you see that as like a sustainable um, thing for like the ongoing future having it that way? until COVID's over or do you see like changing over time? Um, and, and I, when I say sustainable, I mean, not just for like 
Florida, but I mean in general, like, do you think more of more communities like Georgia or um, New York or other spaces could do that as well with with like the measures you've kind of taken? So I have seen on the like on the interwebs people having small gatherings right now. So I think the times are changing from when it was March until now. I feel like when it was March, people would have never thought about it, but there are people that gather without masks on outside. So I, it, it's hard to say for like the whole world, how each person would, uh, if they would uh, apply the COVID guidelines or not. But mm -hmm. I think um, for big events, for people that are 50 or more, a hundred people, I, I think it, there will, there, they will continue, but people will have to wear masks because it's serious. I mean, people are dying, you know, and it's been spread all over the news and like people are scared. It, it, yeah. We're really scared. So, and they're still scared. And there's some people that haven't left their house yet. And uh, being in my field, I've, I've seen a lot of people that have a lot of anxiety and it, it really gets to them. So I, I feel like if people feel safe, then they will attend the events. Um, and I feel like the bigger events will be masked events and temperature taken because that's just the reality we're in now. I mean, yeah. you can't go to Walmart without wearing a mask. I just went to Subway and I had to wear a mask. <laughs> that kind of leads into a question that I have. I heard you mention earlier while talking about the feedback that you had at your event. Um, yeah. So you mentioned that life is great. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that might be a little controversial for some people. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> I think your positivity is super infectious, especially over like Instagram and stuff. So I was wondering how you deal with that on a day-to-day -day basis and how you stay so positive and optimistic. Oh, wow. That's, that's a really good question. Um, so I have my struggles as everyone does. Um, in the beginning of this, I was unemployed. I was a server. I'd been a server at a fancy beach restaurant for the last two and a half years, making mm -hmm. good money, being able to pay my bills comfortably. And I lost it all because of COVID. We all lost our jobs. And um, being in the service industry, I I knew how much things you touched and how, how you interacted with people. And I made that conscious decision to tell myself that I will never go back to that, uh, that field because it, it does. It changed my mind. I, I, I didn't want to be affected in any way with my health and that and then it's an opportunity came in a rose and I feel I just grow the train as far as I could and that's why I feel life is good but in the beginning of it life wasn't good I was I was at home crying a lot because I lost my job and I had no control over it and I changed my whole life and the the only thing I had was turning wood and that's when I really started turning kendamas and doing wood turning and stuff and painting I painted everywhere in my house during quarantine but it was it was hard and I, I think everyone is having a hard time through these times still and I know there's a lot of people that are struggling and I, I believe a lot of it is mindset and I believe in the law of attraction and I, I'm very persistent on my thoughts and I'm very persistent on positive thoughts like I, I have I have the tattoo on my neck that says positivity and I got it when I was 19 and I told myself that that's the person that I am because I know that's who I am. And you really have to be comfortable and tell yourself every day and remind yourself that life is good. Like you have this green trees to be surrounded by and people get so caught up in everything, the news, the social media and everything. And 
sometimes it's just good to get lost outside, get lost in nature. And that's why I enjoy growing my own food and having a garden because it keeps me really balanced. And that's how I do stay positive because I have been in really dark moments where I, I've been really sad and I've been in that situation and it, it, it's hard. It, it's the mind. The mind is hard. And if you can control it, then you can manifest anything really. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Thanks. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think that's for a lot of people too, um, that it is, it is a hard time, right? Like mm-hmm. there's no one would doubt like these are hard times. And I think as a community, um, a lot of people have been doing their best just like you darling to, to try and bring some light to what I would call maybe a dark time. And I think that's kind of like the moral of the story is that at the end of the day, as bad as things are, you have to find the good. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, what it, I think, is it, yeah, I think it's a, not a Gandalf quote. It's uh, the other old guy, um, Dumbledore <laughs> from <laughs> Harry Potter. His, he, there's a quote where you have to, you have to, it's not about finding the light at the end of the tunnel. It's about um, adding a light to a dark place. And I like that quote because I think that's an opera that shows that we all have an opportunity to make a light in a dark place, right? It's not, we have to run to find the light. We have to, we can influence something to make something good. And therefore there's light in that good. And, you know, whatever that is, whether that's growing, like taking this time to grow vegetables um, and learn how to do that or figuring a way to bring online like happiness or, or whatever. I love that mindset because that's, you know, that's what we all need. That's what all of us humans need is to be happy. Um, And when it's harder right now, it's even more important. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just a reminder that you are loved and that we are all human and that we all feel the same thing. Like, we all get sad. We, we see these, I, I'm a positive person. Yes, you see my positive posts and everything, but I get sad. I mean, I, when I think about Dave, I get sad. Like everyone cries and that, you know, the beauty in crying is that you won't be able to appreciate being happy as much if crying didn't exist and being sad is awesome. Yeah, very true. Yeah. Well, I, I love this conversation, yeah, especially this conversation. Um, Nick Naden, do you have any other questions? Because I think I'm, I think I'm out of my bank of, of awesome questions. Arlene led right up to one. I know Aiden was curious about it too and kind of mentioned it, the, the turning your own kendama, as you mentioned, you've done a bit more of that. We've all seen bits and pieces of it on Instagram, some really cool shapes and stuff. When can people get their own Darlene hand-turned kendama, a.k.a. when can I get one? <laughs> no, tell us just about what you're doing with those and if it's for fun or, or what your goals are with that, I guess. Please tell me you're going to call it De La Paz Damas. <laughs> I know of the piece, it's like, it's just a perfect last name. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, <sighs> wood turning. Wood turning is something where I, it's patience as well. Um, so, um, I've been wood turning for officially a year now and, um, anyone who's ever wood turned knows that it's, it's very difficult. And, um, um, right now Darlene's going to, I guess, uh, her, her woodshed. Yes. This is my, this is my workshop. And, um, 
officially, I'm going to tell you guys the name. I, I, my hand turns are going to be called Dardama. So oh. The, the Dardama shed. And Dardama. I love it. So. Woo. Oh, oh it's lit. That's, it looks like super legit. And you got like yeah. the airflow and everything. So you're not instantly dying yeah. as soon as wood flows. <laughs> that is like a dream of mine. And then I painted all this during quarantine, all of this blue and stuff. Yeah. Oh, it looks awesome. It looks like waves yeah. a little bit. So this is my baby. Let me see it. Yeah, again. yeah. So I have been practicing a whole ton. I have officially made four kendamas, and um, I'm just not at that point where I want to. I, I want to keep these ones, but I I don't have a release date. But I, mm -hmm. I practice quite often, and I plan on having them released by the end of the year. I Ooh. just want to get like a batch of at least twenty made before. I um, completely release them because I want to have a bunch so a, a bunch of people can get them and they can be like, I have a Dardama. So, well, yeah, you this heard is it fun. here first. <laughs> yeah. So cool. Are, so you doing, are you doing Tamas or just Kems? I think it's probably easier to just do Kems, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, just I'm, I haven't done a Tama. I've tried to do a Tama, but like these are some that these are just practice ones. I, I wanted to practice different woods. Like, I hated this one. This one sucked. <laughs> Um, but I have different woods. I went to this place called Anderson Lumber, and they have all different kinds of wood. They have this one, and then this pine one. I'm super stoked about. Can't see it very well, but it's so beautiful. Um, so I have, I bought a bunch of those, and I'm just excited. It, it's just a new hobby for me. I really like to dabble in hobbies and stuff. Play <laughs> Yeah, that's super cool. So. It's. It looks like. Um, it looks like you have like a bunch of different ideas there. Okay, I'll go back. <laughs> yeah, it looks. That looks like it's gonna be really awesome. I'm Thank super you. excited that you're making kanamas because I think more people with fun with awesome kanama ideas is always better. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's. I didn't show you the shape, but my shape is completely different than any other kanama company that's ever released a kanama that I've seen. So I'm excited. And I hope everybody else is excited. Too. Super excited. Yeah. It's yeah. Been, I mean, we've seen clips for probably close to the year you've been doing it, little bits and pieces of it. And I've been excited about it the whole time. And definitely take your time with it. Keep your first batch of them. It's been super cool to watch Sweets do those videos of his. Like he has one of every one. Like totally yeah. do that. Keep one of each. But yeah, I'll be, I'll be one of the first to pre-order or buy or whatever because I'm a fan and I – similarly would love to make my own I, I can't imagine a more satisfying feeling than getting like a spike on a dama you made that has to be like next level oh yeah connection to the dama so that's very cool looking forward to dar damas in the future thank you thank you thank you yeah um i absolutely just love turning them because it gives you a new appreciation for shape really i never paid much attention to shape as just a kendama player. Um, I, I realized that some tricks it's easier with different shapes, but when you actually create a kendama, it's like the weights and the shapes and just anything can be so different, you know, like it just can be smaller or bigger just from like, just a little, little movement. It just causes a completely different kendama. So it's just a lot of uh, creativity and it, a lot, a lot of awesomeness. <laughs> have you received any like support or advice from, I, 
it sounds like you've met the terror squad. I'm sure maybe you met yeah. Rod. I'm not sure, but Rod is like king of hand turned Alex Smith. Like has anyone given you any advice via DMS or anything like that? Or have you sought out any of that? I guess. Um, so that's where I kind of got the idea to get a lathe and really deep dive deep into turning wood is when I went to Vancouver and I saw um, Tara and their all of their setup was awesome and just seeing Rod and his hand turns and how different they are from any other kendama they sell yeah and like the first bigger kendama that I've ever held that still is like compete where you can compete with it um so I, I just thought it was really cool that you could change it you know it, it it's just different and I went with it and I was like, let's just do it. And I knew nothing about what turning, but it's, it's YouTube, YouTube university, <laughs> uh, trial and error. Everything is trial and error, honestly, because who really is a master at anything before they t do it like a thousand times. <laughs> yeah. You have to fail before you can be great at something anyways. Yeah. Just like Kendama. Yeah. That is so exciting. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah, that's so exciting, Nick and Aiden. I mean, do you guys have that's anything? It. Yeah, that's I mean, it I'm... for my questions. Thanks yeah. for sharing all the info about the CDC Jam. I think, as Nick mentioned, we're looking forward to trying to get our squad back together yeah. uh, with the attendance on Zoom Jams being fairly low and us stopping those. We want to see our people soon, and if we can do it safely, you've set a really good example for example. the community of how we can do that and how we yeah. might be able to have our events in the next few months and so thank you for for leading that charge and and showing yeah. people that's possible and safe and that parents can drop their kids off because we've got a, a handful of squad members that that would be the case for as well so so yeah. i'm glad you did that and really led the charge for the dama fam and i'm sure we'll see many versions of that in the next six to twelve months and hope to see you at an event soon whether we come down to florida for one or we see each other in in Nashville next year or whatever it is, but look forward to meeting you in person, especially after chatting for an hour or so just now. <laughs> Has it been an hour? Oh my gosh, yeah. that's so fun. Yeah, I think we're just, we almost hit an hour, so. <laughs> cool. so they say on Dominers, we've been spewing for quite a bit. If, you, if you've watched the last two episodes, at least. They so. started saying that, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely, and shout out to those guys. Yeah. Yeah, Darlene, it's been awesome. We really appreciate um, you taking your time out of your day to talk to us. This was super awesome. We learned a lot. I think anyone that's listening learned a lot of awesome stuff. And if not, then they at least had a good time listening to us spew, <laughs> right? And um, yeah, thank you so much for being on here. And I think I think that's it. So, and as uh, as always, that's been Jordi Kanama Radio. Thank you. Appreciate you guys. Thank you for being you.